So, you know, I do some health coaching work with some people and oftentimes people will say, you know, I don't have strong willpower. You know, you know, Drew, you're asking me to eat healthier foods. You're asking me to move my body. But but, you know, I don't have strong willpower. But here's the thing. I think willpower is very overrated. I think it's I think it's so overrated because what it is, it's literally it's if you have a strong vision for what you want, you will move mountains. You will want you will run through walls with a strong vision. You can do anything with a strong vision. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. Okay, let's get started, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Drew Perlman, and this is the Drew Perlman Show. If you're not sure where you are right now, but hopefully you are, and it is a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. And so on the show today, we're going to do things a little bit different in that I do not I do not have a guest with me today. So if you want to turn it off right now, um, but I'm only, of course, I'm only kidding because I hope you'll stick with me because today what we're going to do is a little wrap up and I'm going to focus on a couple of the key, what I would call big ideas from a couple of episodes recently that have been so incredibly helpful to me personally and that I've been utilizing. And and I wanted to just share them with you just to make sure, um, you know, to make sure you're aware of them and really just to kind of spotlight some of these these big ideas that have come up recently. So I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So hopefully you'll uh, you'll stick around and let's get let's get to it. Let's get right to it. So the, the first episode that I wanted to just bring your attention to was with Steve Gross, who has been on the show a couple times. And the, the name of this episode was called The Superpower of Optimism. So if, if you didn't have a chance to listen to it, I do highly recommend it um, from a couple months ago. And so Steve is, you know, as, as I tell people about Steve, you know, every time he's on the show, I just feel better about myself personally, about the world, about everything. And Steve talks about optimism and he says that, you know, our, our really our default setting in a lot of ways is negative and we have this negativity bias. But he says that for when it comes to optimism, it's really a practice. It's a skill that can be developed over time with practice. We have to practice optimism. So we might just think some people are, you know, naturally optimistic or naturally pessimistic, but really these are skills that can be developed and we can practice being optimistic. We can practice seeing the good in ourselves and in other people. But again, it's like a, it's something we have to we have to work at. So Steve offers an incredible practice in the episode. And this is something I have been using every day now because I think it is so immensely powerful. And I wanted to just share it with you. It's called the Playmaker's Practice. And I'm actually going to walk you through it right now because I think it's that good. And I think it's that effective, actually. So again, this is called the Playmaker's Practice. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask you a series of questions, four questions that Steve asks on, on, the, on the show. So so let, let's get to it. So number one, the first area is related to joy. 
And he asks this question. He says, what are you going to do to bring more joy into your life? So just, just, just stew on that for a minute. Just think about that. What are you, number one, what are you going to bring, do to bring more joy into your life? Right? I mean, think about it. I, personally, how often do we ask that question as an adult, as a person? you know, thinking about how we're going to bring more joy into our lives. So anyway, so that's the first area to kind of consider and to think about. Number two is social connection. And he says, who are the people in your life that you need to connect with, right? Who are those people that maybe you've lost touch with or just people you want to connect with? Number three is called internal control. And he says, what are the things that you can do to keep you feeling strong and balanced. So what are those things? And then number four is called active engagement. And it's what are the things that you need to do to stay engaged and inspired by life? And that's a big one right there. That's a, that's a real big one. So imagine every day asking those questions and literally thinking about those questions and coming up with answers. What do I need to bring more joy into my life? What am I going to do to connect with people? What am I going to, you know, what do I need to feel strong? What do I need to be inspired? So the, so I've been asking these questions a lot and, you know, you, be, you know, I began to realize, wow, you know, I haven't really been prioritizing some of these areas been doing other things and that's okay. Of course, you know, you need to do other things. You need to take care of people. You need to, we have these responsibilities and all these types of things, but at the same time, like what really makes life worth living? You know, where is the joy coming from? Where is the inspiration coming from? Where are the people coming from that we need to connect with? And Steve says that these practices are not selfish at all. This is like the big thing because oftentimes people will say, oh, well, that's selfish, right? Putting our happiness first is selfish. But Steve says, no, that is such a huge mistake because these practices are what Steve says, it is the conditioning that you need to bring your best self to others and into the world. So if you want to be your best self for whoever, for your spouse, your kids, your, you know, your, your, your job, whatever it might be. These are practices that help you bring forth your best self. So this is really, these are really, really important. So anyways, I just wanted to highlight those because they've been super helpful for me personally. And uh, I hope they'll be helpful for you as well. So the next, the next big thing that I wanted to bring up goes back to an episode with really someone who I really enjoyed interviewing, Hugh Hendry. Hugh Hendry, for those of you who, who didn't listen to that episode or aren't familiar with Hugh, Hugh was a legend in the world of finance, a, a hedge fund manager, and he managed billions and billions of dollars. And he was really le- considered legendary, and he worked in London. And, you know, I, you know, from talking with him, you could see that this was an incredibly stressful job. And he ended up leaving it all behind and moving to the island of St. Bart's where he now lives he's he 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 roams the island with uh you know walking the beaches and just eating natural foods and doing his movement practices and his breathing practices and all these different things 
And he said on the show something that really that really st- struck with stuck with me, which is that he feels as though he's aging in reverse. He he's getting younger by the day. He's given up all the stress of London, and now he just kind of roams the beaches, and uh, the, you know the sunshine and nature and all all that beautiful stuff that we always talk about on the show. And he feels like he's getting he's getting younger. And so this is a concept that I really wanted to dive a bit more into this notion of living in reverse or aging in reverse, living in reverse. And, and it really begs the question, is it possible even to get healthier as we get older, to get stronger, more energy, uh, more vitality? Is this possible? What, what do we have to do? to sort of follow Hugh's example. Does it mean we have to change our diet? Does it mean we have to move our bodies every day? Does it mean we have to move to an island like St. Bart's? And I would, so from, from, from talking with Hugh and, and thinking about this, I would say that none of those things are really the first step. If you want to live in reverse, if you want to age in reverse, if you want to do all that, I think the first step is to cultivate a vision or an intention for what you want. And I know that may sound obvious to you. Of, of course, Drew, we know that we need to have a vision. But, but if you think about it, most people don't have a vision for what they want. And so I think you have to start here and then reverse engineer the practices that you need to get there. Okay? So, but you have to start with the end in mind, with the outcome, the why. Um, and then you create the practices to get there. So, so let me let me give you an example. There was a uh, there's a great book that really got me started on this this health and wellness journey, and it's called Healthy at 100 by John Robbins. And and in the introduction of this book, he references a study that was done, a big study, where they found that people who had a positive view of getting older lived on average seven and a half years longer than people that had a negative view of getting older. Okay, so this had nothing to do with whether they, you know, exercised every day, ate healthy, smoked, whatever. It had nothing to do with anything except their mindset, their vision about how they looked at getting older. Negative, literally, they lived, people lived almost a decade longer just based on their mindset, just based on their vision. So that's how powerful it is. And there's something else about having a vision or having a having an intention. And this is something that Tom Crum, the great, one of my true heroes, one of the great uh, speakers and writers, uh, the, the author of Magic of Conflict, is something that, this is something that Tom Crum helped me understand is that your vision, your intention, is not a thing it's a feeling the the thing that you the thing the, the thing that you're seeking the thing that you're going for it's not a tangible thing you can touch it is a feeling so it's you know and i'm and i'm going to give you an example i want to give you an example here so for me one of the visions that i have for living in reverse for healthy aging and this is something i've had for a while now is to be able to run on the beach at age 107 to be living somewhere tropically somewhere tropical could be an island maybe i'll be living with you um or or but you know somewhere somewhere warm climate on the beach and i'm going to be running at age 107 and so 
that but but here's the thing what i'm really seeking is not just you know moving my legs and moving my arms it's that feel it's a feeling it's a feeling of freedom it's a feeling of joy it's a feeling of empowerment it's a feeling of the love for being alive and appreciation and a deep appreciation for nature all around so it's a it's a it's a feeling it, it it's not the thing itself so that's the first thing that we have to really understand is that our vision is truly a feeling. But we, we have to start with that. We have to start with the vision. And, and the reason why I say that, let me, let me give you an example here. So, you know, I do some health coaching work with some people and oftentimes people will say, you know, I don't have strong willpower. You know, you know, Drew, you're asking me to eat healthier foods. You're asking me to move my body. But, but you know, I don't have strong willpower. But here's the thing. I think willpower is very overrated. I think it's, I think it's so overrated because what it is, it's literally, it's ha if you have a strong vision for what you want, you will move mountains. You will, you will run through walls with a strong vision. You can do anything with a strong vision. But if you don't have a strong vision, you, you're absolutely right. You can't do anything. You're not going to eat healthy. You're not going to move your body. You're not going to breathe and move and all this kind of stuff. If you don't have a strong vision, the vision is what, where it begins. Okay. And then you don't need willpower because you have that strong, compelling vision. So that's what it is, right? It's not about willpower. Um, so, so I think that's why it is critical to have that vision of where you want to go. For me, again, running on the beach at 107. What is your vision? I ask you that question, right? What is Hugh Hendry's vision, right? What was his vision when he moved to St. Bart's, right? To get younger, to get healthier, whatever it was, he had a strong vision. I want to read to you a quote by the great spiritual teacher, Esther Hicks. And it completely relates to what we're talking about here, about having a vision, having an intention. And it also relates to this whole notion that what your, your vision is a feeling. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. So let me just read this to you. So this again is Esther Hicks. She says, everything that I think that I need to do is all only in order to propel me to some place that when I get there, I think I will be happier. So everything that I am doing, no matter what it is, all of my lists of rights and wrongs are all about me getting to a manifestation that I believe I will then be happier. So why don't I take a shortcut and just go get happy? Isn't that incredible? <laughs> Like, if you think about that quote, take the shortcut. If everything we're doing, the writing, the whatever, whatever projects we're working on, all of the life things that we do are all to go to, to be happy, to be happier. Why don't we just go get happy now? Why don't we just do it now? If all of the things that we want to buy places we want to go are all about, let's just say, for example, freedom. 
Why don't we get free now? Why don't we get happy now? Why don't we get grateful now, right? Let's take the shortcut that Esther Hicks is talking about. And I think this is just such a powerful concept. But again, we have to start really taking the time to come up with that vision first. This, this whole idea came from the Hugh Hendry episode. And, and, and I think this is just really important because oftentimes we can get started like, you know, all these healthy living practices that come out on the show. But if you don't have, if you don't sort of begin with a vision, it's really hard to stick with it. It's really, it's really easy to get lost. And another, another really important idea that came out recently from Dr. Stephen Hussey, he, he made such a great comment about his, you know, he he's writing about the heart and heart health, but he says, start with a philosophy of health. And this is such a great idea because he says, you know, most people are looking for the next best thing, fad diet, um, you know, some kind of quick fix. But he said, he said, no, you, you really need to start with a philosophy of health. He says, do the research, read, watch videos, learn, do, you know, it's trial and error. And, and ultimately you are the experiment. See what works best for you. But so what I would say is I say, start with a vision. He says, start with a philosophy of health, but, but somewhere in there, it, it is so important to know where you are going. And, and, and yes, it requires some experimentation. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to do right now, toward, you know, as we, as we, as we, as we get through this is, you know, like I said, you know, you begin with a vision, you begin with a, a intention, and then you sort of go back and design the practices. So, so for me, if getting to 107 and running on the beach is the vision, what are the practices I need to do every day to get to that vision? And that's so, so that's the next question. And I'm going to, I'm going to give, I want to share a few that have come up on the show that I think are really, really important. So for me, number one, and these, these are practices that I hope, you know, that everybody will be interested in, but number one is breathing, right? We have had so many episodes here that have focused on breathing. And, and I think for, me personally, breathing has made the biggest impact on my health, more so than everything else. Breathing properly is so important. So if you find yourself struggling to breathe, if you find your, yourself over-breathing, as James Nestor talks about in, you know, in the interview we did with him, or you find yourself mouth-breathing, you, this is an area where you really want to look into. You really want to do the research. You want to you want to listen to the episodes on podcasts, on videos, and and do the research and get your breathing right because this is this is absolutely hugely important for health. And again, as I as I've you know in my in my mind, it's the most important. Number two, the second thing is nature. Getting out in nature every day. Spending time outside in the sun, light therapy, getting getting around microbes, you know, microbes in our environment by by being around plants, by being around, you know, mountains, rivers, oceans, water, um, taking off our shoes, barefoot, walking on the earth's surface, grounding, right? So this is all about connecting with nature. And Kiran Krishnan the great microbiologist and earlier and, and on one of the earlier episodes, Catherine Clinton talk about rewilding, rewilding our bodies, right? 
getting, recognizing that we are animals, right? At the end of the day and rewilding, connecting with nature is critical for our health. You, you, you can't be healthy by being indoors all the time. It's just not possible. So breathing, nature is number two. Number three is movement. And my good friend, Daryl Edwards, who, who talks about animal moves, and Daryl is such an inspiration if you go back and check out that episode. And he is, you know, you, if, you, if you go to London someday, you'll, you'll see Daryl climbing on park benches, um, climbing trees. He, he, you know, he, he's inspired me to do a lot of this stuff too. But, you know, crawling on the ground, crawling up hills, and, and just, you know, his whole thing is, you know, who needs to go to a gym, right? We can just do it all. You know, our, our, our gym is out, just go being outside in a park and using our bodies and using nature that's all around us. So, um, so, so that's a big one. So, so moving every day is a, is a huge, is a huge healing practice. And, and then of course, you know, number four is food. You know, food is still very, very important. And Dr. Hussey, Dr. Stephen Hussey talks about, you know, he, he kind of recognizes that everybody's going to be a little bit different, but getting back to whole foods, you know, so whether, you know, so, so for someone may do better with more meat, someone may do better with more fat, someone may do, do better with more carbohydrates, more plants. So everybody's different bio individuality. I think we have to appreciate that. But I think most of us can all agree that nobody does well with a high, you know, processed sugar diet. I mean, I don't know anybody that does well on that or a lot of processed foods. So I think we can pretty much all agree that those foods need to be, if not eliminated, at least minimized, right? Just minimized. But but food is a, is a, is a big piece of the puzzle, of of course, and then something else that came out. Number five is purpose, and we heard about this from, you know, different episodes. Marjan Kamali, who was on the show recently, talks about this notion that life is long, and that it it involves different different things that we have to do. Part of our life may be geared towards taking care of other people. That might be our purpose for a time. It might be taking taking care of people in our lives. And then maybe at some point, maybe our purpose changes. Maybe it's like Marjan writing these amazing books. Um, so purpose does change. And and also Keith Van Sickle, the, the travel writer, blogger, he talks about how he follows his energy do and he does what he loves he he quotes his his late aunt ruth who said you know she said do what you have to do but then do what you love and so that's all related to purpose so so there is a time for doing what you have to do and putting away our ego and just taking care maybe of others serving others in some way but and then there's maybe a time where we can follow our own bliss, follow our own energy, follow our own love of what we of what we love to do. So so purpose fits into this whole picture as well. And then another big one is finding your tribe, finding your people. And this is something that Greg Manorino, who was on the show recently, and Greg is such a you know, his his show is geared, it, it focuses on finance and he's known as the Robin Hood of Wall Street. But what really drew me to Greg is the size of his heart. He he is he is a he talks about just all of the selfless 
giving that he does. He's always giving to other people and he's such a generous person. And that's really what, um, you know, attracted me to him is that he's such a big hearted people and he, 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 a big hearted person. And he is very, one of his big focuses is, is, is getting together with like-minded people. And I think that is really important about finding our tribe, finding our people that we like to be around, that we like to be with. And community, community is so big, right? And that goes back to what we talked about with Steve Gross in finding finding your community, finding the people that you like to be around. So, and that's something that through my life, I've, you know, I haven't focused on as much, the people, you know? And, and um, but I think that is... At the end of the day, that might be the most important thing is, is, is getting together with like-minded people. Otherwise, you know, otherwise life is just not, not a lot of fun. There's not a lot of flavor to it. And then the last thing that I just wanted to share, and this is something that I always talk about, and it's self, self-love, self-love. And I always think about Louise Hay, who in her book, You Can Heal Your Life, says that this this is something that has always stuck with me. She says that you know whenever I whenever I work with someone, it doesn't matter if they have a health challenge, a relationship challenge, a job problem or whatever. She's like I only work on one thing. One thing, and that's loving the self. Self because everything goes back to loving the self. So every issue that we have in our life goes back to self-love. So if we can cultivate that self-love, then we can literally, we find that almost every area in our life improves. Every area in our life improves. So that's from, from Louise Hay. And again, <laughs> that goes back to what Steve is talking about with the Playmakers practice, is that if we want our relationships to improve, if we want, if we want to be better able to take care of the people that we want to take care of or to just live a live a good life we have to also do this conditioning this playmaker practice conditioning for ourselves right we have to do that we have to take care of ourselves as a first step so yeah so that's pretty much what i have for you right now and but you know i hope i hope you found you know i hope if you have a chance you you may get a chance to and you have haven't listened to those two episodes those prime those two primary episodes the Steve Gross one as well as the Hugh Hendry one because those were those were the episodes that were the the catalyst for today's wrap up show all right everybody so listen this is again an honor to have you have you on to have you on the show to have you with me today and i hope you uh, hope you got something out of today's episode and please If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any thoughts about future episodes or guests, you can always reach me through the show and the website. And I love hearing from you and of course, comments. So again, thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And I will hopefully talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. 
So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.